several years, the debate over the use of hydroxyethyl starch, or what we'll call HES from now on, in veterinary medicine has intensified. In human patients, HES products now have a boxed warning recommending against their use in critically ill patients based on evidence that they contribute to coagulopathy, acute kidney injury, and increased risk of mortality. In veterinary patients, no studies of acute kidney injury or outcome in clinical patients receiving HES have been performed. So, Hayes and all out of Ontario Veterinary College set out to determine if HES administration was associated with outcome or acute kidney injury in canine ICU patients in a study called Retrospective Cohort Study on the Incidence of Acute Kidney Injury and Death Following Hydroxyethyl Starch Administration in Dogs, 2007 to 2010. Because many of these patients could already be considered critically ill based on their admission to the ICU, a retrospective cohort study was designed with an illness severity measure included. In order to perform the study, the authors looked for canine patients admitted to their ICU from 2007 to 2010 and divided them into two groups, a group that received tests and a randomly selected sample group that did not. Both groups had data collected regarding outcome, illness severity scoring based on the Apple Fast, and whether or not new onset of acute kidney injury developed, which they defined as a greater than two times increase in admission creatinine or development of oliguria or anuria of less than 0.5 mils per kg per hour for greater than 12 hours. When they compared these two groups, they identified 180 dogs in the HES group and 242 dogs in the non-HES group. The HES group patients were sicker overall, with greater illness severity scores, lower albumin concentrations at admission, and longer ICU stays. They were also more commonly surgical patients, trauma patients, or patients with sepsis. While the HES patients received more crystalloid fluids overall, there was no difference in median hourly crystalloid fluid rates between the groups. The HES patients received more blood products. For all patients, mortality was 28%, or 120 dogs, with most of them being euthanized due to the severity of illness, due to the terminal diagnosis, or due to financial constraints. 18 dogs died of cardiorespiratory arrest. For all patients, the incidence of acute kidney injury was 3.6, or a total of 15 dogs. 11 of these dogs were in the HES group, and 4 were in the non-HES group. Of these 15 dogs, 8 died or were euthanized, and 7 survived to hospital discharge. While a number of statistics were performed using univariate analysis to compare the groups, the important results here come from the multivariate analysis, since the patients in the HES group were sicker than the non-HES patients to start, and thus predisposed to developing acute kidney injury or worse outcomes. From the multivariate analysis, after controlling for illness severity scores, emergency surgery classification, and administration of blood products, patients in the HES group were still more likely to have some adverse outcomes, such as death or acute kidney injury, with an odds ratio of 1.98. The authors note that this odds ratio is equivalent to a number needed to harm of six, meaning that if six patients are treated with HES, one will have an adverse outcome. In evaluating the dose relationship of HES and outcome, higher per kilogram doses of HES were also associated with increased risk of death or acute kidney injury, 
with an odds ratio of 12.15. This study is pretty exciting in the veterinary world because it's the first study involving clinical patients that suggests that acute kidney injury may actually occur in our patients receiving HESS products. The authors state that their findings are twofold. One, that HESS administration is an independent risk factor for in-hospital adverse events such as acute kidney injury or death. And two, a dose-related relationship was noted, with higher doses per kg per hour associated with increased risk. While the mechanism of HESS-induced acute kidney injury aren't completely understood, possible explanations include the idea that the colloid particles are broken down into lysosomes, which sit in the proximal tubule of the kidney and contribute to tubular cell swelling and interstitial inflammation. Renal filtration pressure is also decreased by the oncotic force of HESS. In terms of study design, the authors mention a couple of important points to be aware of. First, a quote-unquote composite outcome was used to evaluate outcomes, which included both development of acute kidney injury and death. Second, illness severity scoring was used to adjust for differences in patient populations, since sicker patients may be more likely to develop organ dysfunction or die independent of HESS use. Note, Incidence of coagulopathy or clinical bleeding was not evaluated in this study. Patients in this study received HESS either via bolus dosing or CRI, with the majority receiving a CRI, 73%. CRI administration of HESS is fairly common in veterinary medicine and may be associated with increased risk due to increased tissue uptake and limited renal elimination. The HESS product used in this study a 10%-250-0.5 was pentaspana and has a higher molecular weight and a higher degree of molecular substitution than some of the other commonly used HESS products. So the authors are unable to speculate if the results applied to all HESS products. That being said, they do note that in human critical care, there's no, quote, safe HESS product. This study is big in the veterinary critical care world and it will be interesting to see how it affects future use of HESS products. While the study was well-designed and has a fair number of patients for a veterinary study, major issues with this study include the differences in baseline characteristics of the two populations. Remember, the patients receiving HESS were sicker with worse illness severity scores and more likely to have sepsis, both of which predispose them to acute kidney injury and worse outcomes. Although the authors tried to account for these differences, an ideal study would involve two similar populations at baseline. The number needed to harm results, suggesting that if six patients were administered HESS, one would have an adverse outcome, seems extreme, as does the conclusion that for every one mil per kg hour increase in HESS dosing, the odds of an adverse outcome increase 12-fold. These results need to be verified through further studies. So, what do we take from this Vet Girl podcast? This study suggests that critically ill dogs treated in an ICU setting are at increased risk of adverse outcomes, including acute kidney injury and death if they receive HESS products. This retrospective study suggests that the use of HESS is associated with an increased risk of both AKI, or acute kidney injury, and death in dogs treated in the ICU. But remember, these patients also had a more severe illness factor. So if you're treating patients in your ICU who are critically ill, Avoiding HESS as a type of fluid therapy might be recommended. 